welcome to Popaholics, the show where a dad and daughter dish on pop culture. I'm Steve Hall. I'm Kate Hall. Kate and I were just discussing off offline the fact that neither one of us watched the Emmy Awards. I think they're um, <laughs> they have so much hokey entertainment in quotes moments that they try to stick in there, and then it doesn't really recognize the achievements that people have made. And TV itself has evolved so much farther you know, these last few years that it's, it seems like these award show telecasts, it's almost like they're beamed in from the fifties or sixties or something. I mean, they, they don't seem to have any relevance to, uh, what, what TV is now. We're over it. <laughs> We're over it. So, uh, I'll, I'll mention, uh, Ted Lasso won best comedy succession, uh, won best drama. And there's a lot of interesting coverage online. You can look it up if you're interested. So Google it, Google it. Um, so dad what pop what what pop culture have you been consuming (laughs) why kate i'm glad you asked (laughs) i've been watching the lord of the rings the rings of power on amazon prime Mm -hmm. this is um jeffrey bezos and i've read that all of the tech guys big tech guys were all sci-fi and fantasy nerds like he and uh, Elon Musk. But anyway, this is Jeff Bezos, of course. And he paid $250 million for the rights to do this. And then yeah. committed um, to five years uh, of the show and up to $1 billion, which would make it the most expensive TV series ever made. All right. So first, let me tell you what this is about. It's... Yep. Uh, Begins thousands of years before the events in The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Time of relative peace. And then it covers all the major events of Middle Earth's Second Age, which was forging of the Ring of pow- Rings of Power, the rise of the Dark Lord Sauron, the fall of the island king of Numenor, and the last alliance between elves and men, right? Okay, and so there are, and this is a lot of us drawn from like the Cimmerillion and some of the prequel stuff that uh, came out after The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So how is this thing you're wondering? Well, um, it's slow. I mean, it looks like, you know, I was going to say it looks like a million bucks, but technically it's probably like a couple of million bucks per episode. It looks fantastic. Okay. The pacing is slow. Like, The first two episodes, it starts to pick up in the second episode, but man, slog, slog. And also you have all these characters being thrown at you. Right. Tons of them, right? You have the Horfoots who are, um, or Harfoots who are like precursors to the Hobbits. Okay. You've got one elf who wants to go um, talk to his buddy, a dwarf under the mountain You've got one elf who's rebelling against the fact the king is saying, hey, we defeated Sauron. It's all cool. Everybody put down their weapons. We can have peace, <laughs> right? Okay. You have, and, um, then you have another elf who's like falling in love with a, a human, okay? Then there's several human characters and it just, uh, you know, leisurely pace and just all of this character development Second episode, it starts to pick up a little bit. And I should mention the storyline here that's the most captivating because it has the most stuff happening in it is Galadriel, 
who was the uh, in the movie, she was played by Kate Blanchett. If you remember, she was a very dignified uh, lady of the light. Right. Yeah. Uh, like Queen of the Elves, right? Well, like Queen of the Elves, right. So in this, she's hot-headed. Uh, her, she wants out to avenge her brother's death, um, you know, who's killed by orcs. And she doesn't want, she doesn't want, uh, when the king says, hey, it's time to lay down our arms, she doesn't agree. And in fact, the mythic thing where they, the elves go to the West, she, because of her service, I mean, centuries of fighting, you know, elves mm-hmm. are immortal. They send her, they're sending her to the, to the West with some other elves. And at the last minute, she decides, I can't go. I got to stay and fight. I think there's evil coming. And uh, she's played by Morphid Clark. That's a, a Welsh name. And she's great. Uh, hot-headed and impulsive and um, just sort of arrogant. You can sort of see how humans and elves kind of fractured a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but she's got all these action scenes and stuff happening. And so very, very good. So I, I watched the third episode yesterday and it was, it was more slogging. Okay. And, uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think mean, we get the picture. Cause you're just like, it was, have you it was slogged slogging. Numerous it was, times. It was, okay. <laughs> and I'm a huge Tolkien fan, Kate. Uh, okay. I read all the, I read all the books several times and in college, in my college dorm room, I had a map of Middle Earth, and I also had my Star Trek calendar. Not just a Star Trek calendar, favorite scenes with Mr. Spock, Star Trek calendar. Okay. So you know the ladies found me super cool, okay? I guess, well, I guess what I'm just saying is, huge fan, disappointed by it so far. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll pick up. Yeah. And that's, what is it called? (laughs) That is called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. It's on Amazon Prime. Well, another streaming option that I have to talk about is I just started watching the series Bad Sisters on Apple TV. Is it Apple TV? Apple TV Plus? Apple TV Plus, I think it technically is. Sure. And so it is so good. Hold on, let me find my little thing here. This is from the the series like uh, summary. Uh, so this series is about the tight knit Garvey sisters uh, who have always looked out for each other. When their brother in law winds up dead, his life insurers launch an investigation to prove malicious intent and set their sights on the sisters, all of whom had ample reason to kill him. Mm. Ooh, look, um, <laughs> this if you how do I say this? If you are familiar with kind of UK series cinema, you'll recognize a ton of these people. Um, Sharon Horgan, who's a writer and star of the series Catastrophe, which I never have actually watched, but I I keep I hear nothing but good things about it's it. It's hilarious. Um, so she, I don't think she's a writer on this one, but she does star as the eldest uh, Garvey sister. Now I'm blanking. Just everybody, Anne Marie Duff. One of the Gleason brothers is in it. Just tons and tons of people. You'll just be like, oh, oh, oh my God, with each with each episode. And so it's funny, it's witty, it's it's definitely not for, of course, because of murder, possible murder. Uh, it's definitely not for the family. But if you like dark comedy, I would recommend it. 
I think the next episode, it's not over yet. The next episode comes out this Friday. So, so it's a limited series is what you're saying. I think so. Cause I can't imagine that they could keep it going past when it's finally revealed, like what actually happened or will they? Hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bad Sisters on Apple TV Plus. Check mm. it out. <laughs> well, I discovered a, uh, I discovered actually, Trish discovered a very charming, uh, pleasant, wonderful little show on Netflix called Extraordinary Attorney Wu. And the premise of this show is that Wu Young Wu, okay, and she makes a big deal about how her name is the same backwards and forwards. Yeah. She's a young lawyer, young lawyer who is autistic. Okay. Okay. She boasts a super high IQ. She can remember everything she's ever read. And she has this wonderfully creative thought process, but then she struggles with everyday interactions with people. And so if somebody goes to shake her hand or they go to give her a hug, you can just see like the discomfort radiating radiating off of her. And when she goes into her boss's office, she has to stop at the door and do this little kind of waving thing with her hand before she can go in. So a little quirks like that. And it's got a great cast. Park Bin uh, plays uh, Wu. And one of the fun things about this show is ever since she was a child, she had, has an obsession with whales. And so... <laughs> If somebody, it's sort of like resident kid expert in Minecraft. If somebody mentions whales oh to her, <laughs> somebody mentions whales to her, she will just start rattling off all these whale facts, you know, and the people will be like bewildered. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just a, a very pleasant and charming little show. Can't recommend it enough. Extraordinary Attorney Woo on Netflix. That's a series. Nice. Well, the only other thing that I have to talk about is a book that was recommended to me by a a Bumble date, actually. Um, Now I have to find the summary. There it is. If a Bumble date gives you a recommendation, would that be Buzz? (laughs) Bumble, B, Buzz. Sorry. It was a stretch. (laughs) Just the look of like, I don't don't get it. Um, well, we didn't go out past one day, so that's how that went. But I did actually enjoy his book recommendation. So the book that I'm talking about is called Cult Classic uh, by Sloane Crosley, who is an editor. She's worked at a ton of magazines. I think she's an editor for the New York Times, but don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. Cult Classic is a book about what if the what if there's you know a series of coincidences that turn out not to be coincidences coincidence i but your former boss who is kind of styling himself as a guru using you as like kind of a beta test for this thing that he's he's um trying to sell and make a ton of money off of. And that is the chance to not rekindle, but kind of visit your past quote unquote lives, your past lovers and kind of see what happened, what went wrong. Was it my fault? Would I have been happy with them to 
to for the ultimate goal being closure, like ultimate closure so that, you know, you can focus on if you have a partner at that point, then you can like eliminate all of the what if, what if, what if, and then just clear the field for the person that you are hoping to be with for the rest of your life. Right. Um, That was kind of a weird summary. It's kind of a weird book, but I did enjoy it. So my only critique is that I think because the author, because she is an editor and a writer and uh, the, the text felt a little pretentious Mm. uh, in points, lots of big words. We don't need a ton of big words. Like we get it. (laughs) You're, You're real smart, but putting that aside, it was really funny. Uh, I thought it was a really interesting take on the human's uh, tendency to kind of fall into that trap of overthinking and, and seeking closure. And I think personally at this point in my life right now, I don't know if I really believe that closure is a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Or that you can like make it happen. <laughs> so, and then just, you know, like having that conversation within the context of like uh, self-styled, self-styled gurus, tech startups, wellness, the wellness industry, I thought was really interesting. Um, so Cult Classic by Sloan Crosley. Hmm. Sloan's kind of one of those New York uh, writer kind it of. It is kind of a, it is a very... Yeah, like Manhattanite name. Well, speaking of <laughs> of pretentious language, I'm going to talk a mo- about a movie now called An Everlasting Peace. It came out in 2000. Peace is spelled P-I-E-C-E. And it's a rental. I, I was reading these reviews of it online, and it was like the most highfalutin, you know, people making it into... Um, you know, a definitive movie about the human condition and all that stuff. Hey, it's a movie about, it's a comedy. (laughs) Barry Levinson of Rain Man and Wag the Dog fame about these two barbers in Northern Ireland in the 1980s. One's Catholic, one's Protestant. They decide they're going to try to get the monopoly for hair pieces in Northern Ireland. And sure, why not? <laughs> hijinks ensue. Okay. Uh, and it's very enjoyable. It was written and starring uh, Barry McAvoy. He plays Calm, who's the, the Catholic guy. Um, Brian F. O'Byrne, who um, has been in a ton of movies since then Million Dollar Baby, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, etc. And um, two other uh, people of note. Billy Connolly uh, plays a crazy guy, and he's wonderful. Great Scottish mm-hmm. actress. And finally, Anna Friel, who... Hey! Remember her from Pushing Daisies? Yeah. Yeah, so she plays uh, Calm's girlfriend, and Anna Friel is on a show, a country and western mu- music theme show called Monarch that just premiered uh, on the on Sunday. This past Sunday, uh, she plays Susan Sarandon's elder daughter. And Susan Sarandon's like the matriarch of this country and Western clan. 
And yeah. so Anna Friel is the elder daughter who it's supposed to be her time. But meanwhile, her younger sister is trying to take the spotlight. Ooh. Yeah. I, so, she, I feel that she's she's very underrated. She doesn't get enough credit, I think. She's a great actress. And she's got like uh, all kinds of awards, uh, an international Emmy, just all kinds of things. And her list of credits is just amazingly long. So um, yeah. I, I would heartily recommend um, Everlasting Peace. Um, like I said, uh, it's, it's a great, very funny comedy. I'll mention one more thing. Okay. The movie Prey, which is on Hulu, Steve Scan uh, and I watched this the other night. Okay. Uh, it's a American sci-fi horror action film that was released this year. And it's a prequel to the Predator movies. And I don't know if you, have you ever seen one of the Predator huh. movies? I have, listen, you know the answer to that question. <laughs> I, bits and pieces of a couple of Predator movies. It's, it's not my thing. No, thank you. I'm good. However, I have heard that Prey is really good. Prey is really good. So it is, if you've never seen the Predator movies out there, uh, Basically, they pit um, a space alien who is bigger and stronger than a human and has just really crazy tech at his uh, sources with humans who he usually proceeds to kill off until one of them kills him. Right. So this movie is set in North America on the plains in 1719. And a an indigenous actor, Amber Midthunder, plays a very skilled Comanche woman who wants to be accepted as a warrior. Um, but there's that whole male female stereotype thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, even though she's just as good as the guys, um, they all kind of write her off, but then she finds herself trying to protect her people from, um, both fur French fur traders who have come in and started killing off the Buffalo. And yeah. then this, this badass alien. And it is, the action sequences are great. One of the things I really liked about this movie was Mint Thunder's performance. She is super believable, super likable. You're rooting for her the entire time. And this thing is, it's, you know, with the exception of the guy who plays the alien, of course, you never see his face. All the actors, well, and the French guys, but I mean, the majority of the cast are actually indigenous people. Nice. And, yeah. And I read that they they shot the movie and then later all of the indigenous people dubbed the Comanche stuff in. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So it's uh, I highly, highly recommend it. I would say it's easily the best movie in this franchise since the original. So. OK. So that's so, Prey. It's on Hulu. So I'm like super interested. My question is, am I going to have nightmares? <laughs> Or will I probably be okay? <laughs> I think you'll be okay. I mean, I think you'll be okay. Uh, most of the stuff with the aliens and the humans, the killings take place pretty quickly. You may be disturbed by some of the, when the alien is stalking, like some of the wildlife of the plains, okay. like a, a rattlesnake, uh, yeah. a wolf. Um, you may go, oh, that's a little graphic for my taste. But the stuff with the humans is over pretty quick. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Pray on maybe, maybe I'll check it out and get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Give it a look. Give it a look. Give it a look. Yeah. So uh, I think that's all I have to talk about. You have anything else? No. 
I was trying to think if I've been listening to anything new and I really haven't like earlier today, I was listening to the classic acoustic uh, playlist on Spotify, which was of course all like Leewood Mac, John Prine, all of the, all of the people that you know and love. So that's, (laughs) if you need a good throwback, maybe check that out. But, but yeah, that's all I have. Well, in uh, connection with going to see, um, Jake, the ukulele wonder. Um, I was listening to a Spotify playlist called the Uke cover playlist. I think it is. Um, <laughs> and there was, there's just a ton of uh, fun stuff. And the dog is snoring behind me. So we'll probably catch her on tape, but there's oh, a, I can't, there's I can't a hear. Ton, of, ton of um, fun stuff on there. Um, I'm trying to think of like one of the songs that I was surprised. Oh, SOB covered on the uke, um, which was, which was fun. Uh, Africa, you know, the Toto song covered by this group of guys. Ukulele. (laughs) We'll have to include songs from both of these playlists. (laughs) Okay. That sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Kate, where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Papaholics Podcast, on Twitter at Papaholics. Uh, if you all have any recommendations for streaming, uh, music, movies, TV, uh, book recommendations, please send us an email to papaholicspodcast at gmail.com. And I think, Kate, that we are going to just roll this over into season four. Okay. Oh really? Yeah, and so we're season four. Yeah, and so we're um, <laughs> this is a, a show somewhere in the eighties. I can't remember at that yeah. right now, but yeah, season four. So damn, damn. good job, dude. <laughs> you too. We haven't killed each other yet, but there's still time. <laughs> uh, all right, for Papa Holly, you all. I'm Kate Hall. Go out and enjoy pop culture. Bye.